Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 72. God, give your judgments to the king. Give your righteousness to the king's son. Let him judge your people with righteousness and your poor ones with justice. Let the mountains bring peace to the people. Let the hills bring righteousness. Let the king bring justice to people who are poor. Let him save the children of those who are needy, but let him crush oppressors. Let the king live as long as the sun, as long as the moon, generation to generation. Let him fall like rain upon fresh-cut grass, like showers that water the earth. Let the righteous flourish throughout their lives, and let peace prosper until the moon is no more. Let the king rule from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Let the desert dwellers bow low before him. Let his enemies lick the dust. Let the kings of Tarshish and the islands bring tribute. Let the kings of Sheba and Seba present gifts. Let all the kings bow down before him. Let all the nations serve him. Let it be so, because he delivers the needy who cry out, the poor and those who have no helper. He has compassion on the weak and the needy. He saves the lives of those who are in need. He redeems their lives from oppression and violence. Their blood is precious in his eyes. Let the king live long. Let Sheba's gold be given to him. Let him be prayed for always. Let him be blessed all day long. Let there be abundant grain in the land. Let it wave on the mountaintops. Let its fruit flourish like Lebanon. Let it thrive like grass on the land. Let the king's name last forever. Let his name endure as long as the sun. Let all the nations be blessed through him and call him happy. Bless the Lord God, the God of Israel, the only one who does wondrous things. Bless God's glorious name forever. Let his glory fill all the earth. Amen and amen. Our Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 42, verses 18 through 28. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this, and you will live. For I am a God-fearing man. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay in prison, and the rest of you go take grain back to those in your households who are hungry. But bring your youngest brother back to me so that your words will prove true and you won't die. So they prepared to do this. The brothers said to each other, We are clearly guilty for what we did to our brother when we saw his life in danger and when he begged us for mercy, but we didn't listen. That's why we're in danger now. Reuben responded to them, Didn't I tell you don't do anything wrong to the boy? But you wouldn't listen, so now this is payback for his death. They didn't know that Joseph was listening to them because they were using an interpreter. He stepped away from them and wept. When he returned, he spoke with them again. Then he took Simeon from them and tied him up in front of them. Then Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put back each man's silver into his own sack, and to give them provisions for their trip, and it was done. They loaded their grain onto their donkeys and they set out. When they stopped to spend the night, one of them opened his sack to feed his donkeys, and he saw his silver at the top of his sack. He said to his brothers, My silver's been returned. It's right here in my sack. Their hearts stopped. Terrified, they said to each other, What has God done to us?
Today's epistle reading comes out of the epistle of 1 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 9, through chapter 6, verse 8. I wrote to you in my earlier letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, but I wasn't talking about the sexually immoral people in the outside world by any means. Or the greedy, or the swindlers, or people who worship false gods. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world entirely. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who calls themselves brother or sister who is sexually immoral, greedy, someone who worships false gods, an abusive person, a drunk, or a swindler. Don't even eat with anyone like this. What do I care about judging outsiders? Isn't it your job to judge insiders? God will judge outsiders. Expel the evil one from among you. When someone in your assembly has a legal case against another member, do they dare to take it to court to be judged by people who aren't just, instead of by God's people? Or don't you know that God's people will judge the world? If the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to judge trivial cases? Don't you know that we will judge angels? Why not ordinary things? So then, if you have ordinary lawsuits, do you appoint people as judges who aren't respected by the church? I'm saying this because you should be ashamed of yourselves. Isn't there one person among you who is wise enough to pass judgment between believers? But instead, does a brother or sister have a lawsuit against another believer or sister, and do they do this in front of believers? The fact that you have lawsuits against each other means that you've already lost your case. Why not be wronged instead? Why not be cheated? But instead, you are doing wrong and cheating, and you're doing it to your own brothers and sisters. Today's Gospel reading comes out of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. Jesus began to teach besides the lake again. Such a large crowd gathered that he climbed into a boat there on the lake. He sat in the boat while the whole crowd was nearby on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. While teaching them, he said, Listen to this. A farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seeds, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it scorched the plants and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked the seeds and they produced nothing. Other seed fell into good soil and bore fruit. Upon growing and increasing, the seed produced in one case a yield of 30 to 1, in another case a yield of 60 to 1, and in another case a yield of 100 to 1. He said, whoever has ears to listen should pay attention. When they were alone, the people around Jesus, along with the twelve, asked him about the parables. He said to them, the secret of God's kingdom has been given to you, but to those who are outside, everything comes in parables. This is so that they can look and see, but have no insight and they can hear but not understand. Otherwise, they might turn their lives around and be forgiven. Don't you understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The farmer scatters the word. This is the meaning of the seed that fell on the path. When the word is scattered and people hear it, right away Satan comes and steals the word that was planted in them. Here's the meaning of the seed that fell on rocky ground. When people hear the word, they immediately receive it joyfully. But because they have no roots, They last for only a little while. When they experience distress or abuse because of the word, they immediately fall away. 
Others are like the seed scattered among the thorny plants. These are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries of this life, the false appeal of wealth, and the desire for more things break in and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. The seed scattered on good soil are those who hear the word and embrace it. They bear fruit, in one case a yield of 30 to 1, in another case 60 to 1, and in another case 100 to 1. that I may know you, oh, that I may worship, oh, that I may bow down at your feet. All I have to offer, all I have to give you, everything I lay here at your feet Oh that I may know you Oh that I may worship Oh that I may bow down at your feet All I have to offer All I have to give you Everything I lay here at your feet Let my sacrifices, let my heart of worship Let the praise I lay here at your feet Be a holy fragrance in this sanctuary I worship, I worship, I worship you, Lord. Oh, that I may sacrifices let the heart of worship let the praise I lay here at your feet be a holy fragrance in this sanctuary only you are worthy of my praise I worship, I worship, I worship. 
Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these.
Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words out of Psalm 119. Your hands have made me and set me in place. Help me understand so I can learn your commandments. Then those who honor you will see me and be glad because I have waited for your promise. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was At Your Feet, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.